you're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this earth who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple, and that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and in your business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Let's talk social for a minute. Have you found that you've been spending way too much time online in the past few weeks? Are you scrolling Instagram 24-7 because now you have no boss to watch over you? Do you want to use your time online more effectively to connect rather than to just creep and consume? If you answered yes to any of the above questions, you're going to love this episode. Instagram may not be the answer to your problems during this collective global experience, but it can play a massive role in keeping you connected, keeping you sane, and keeping you inspired, and keeping your business fired up and keeping it profitable. Since Instagram offers us all a relatively barrier-free way to share our message to the masses, today is the day to rise up and take full advantage of the features and opportunities. That's why I brought Instagram coach Shannon Heth onto the Visionary Life podcast. Shannon is an Instagram marketing coach who works with female coaches and creatives by helping them step into their six-figure mindset and create a business strategy to get in front of their dream clients so that they can double their income. As you guys know, I'm a massive advocate of using Instagram to grow your business. I'd guess that More than 80% of my clients find me and get to know me through Instagram, which is pretty cool, right? If you're not using Instagram to its fullest potential, then this is the episode for you. Shannon and I talk about some of the first steps that you should take if you want to build a presence online, how to develop a strategy that converts, the types of content you need to be posting to build an audience, and what to do to get to your first thousand followers. You can connect with Shannon online on Instagram, she's at Shannon Heth, or on her website, themodernhustle.ca. Before we dive in, I want to say thank you to Healthy Planet for supporting today's show. Aside from browsing Instagram, can I suggest that you go browse Healthy Planet's online store as well? One of my top priorities during this collective global experience that we're going through is keeping our bodies nourished with high quality foods and supplements while it's still possible. And I do that by ordering online from a store called Healthy Planet Canada. Healthy Planet has been taking extreme precautions as we navigate the COVID-19 pandemic, and though their stores do remain open, I would suggest taking advantage of their online store especially because I have a discount code for you. If you want to browse all of the amazing natural food items and supplements that Healthy Planet offers, then go to their website, healthyplanetcanada.com, and be sure to use the code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save 10% on any online order over $49.99. That's VISIONARY10 to save on your online purchase, so write that code down and let's get shopping. Onto the episode with Shannon. Shannon, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm very excited to actually reconnect with you. We used to work together many, many years ago at a company called Vega who did plant-based nutrition products. And as the internet would have it, we have been able to stay in touch and we are reconnected now. And I'm just so excited to learn more about what you've been up to and all about the modern hustle, which is your business. So thank you for being here. Thank you. 
So in light of current events, the listeners are used to a certain style of rapid fire questions that I deliver, but I kind of tweaked them a little bit because it is the end of March, 2020. We're obviously going through that current situation that we've been in. Uh, So let's start off with the first question. What is one word you would use to describe your life right now? That was a good one. Um, The word that first came to mind was full. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And why do you say that? Um, Well, I'm a mom of two uh, little ones. And so now that there's like no daycare, no schooling, um, I have a full plate. Um, I have, my business has not stopped um, because I'm all online, of course. So uh, yeah, being a mom, having two kids at home and trying to manage my day-to-day work life. It's Mm-hmm. Full. <laughs> well, kudos to you for even showing up for this podcast. You look very put together. So you found Love the it. time to get ready this morning, obviously. <laughs> uh, how are you continuing to cultivate a positive mindset right now in this uncertain time? Yeah. So it was funny at the beginning of March, I just really had this, um, feeling within me that I needed to take time on a daily basis to, um, spend time in my gratitude journal. So, and then once everything like went full blown over here with coronavirus, um, I was just like, okay, this is like, there's a reason for this. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just make sure that I spend daily time. Like I don't have a consistent time of day because again, I'm, my life is all over the place with two kids. Um, but yeah, I spend time like every day writing in my gratitude journal. I write out five things I'm grateful for. And then I write down 10 dreams that I made happen in the, as if I've already had made them happen. Mm -hmm. And it just really helps me step into that higher version of myself. Um, and to live that life that I, that I dream of and to also be like, grateful for what I do have. Because in times like this, I find that a lot of people are like, oh my God, I lost my job. I have no check coming in. I don't have money for enough groceries, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but what do you, what do you have around you? Mm-hmm. And so I find that the gratitude um, is essential for sure. So, And do you use a specific journal for that? Or is that just done on blank paper with a pen? Um, I actually had a girlfriend give me a gratitude journal from Rachel Hollis last year. And so I used that one. Um, but if you don't have one, you can just write it down in a journal. So awesome. Good tip. Mm -hmm. Um, and what's your favorite part right now about working from home? Mm. The, the freedom of my schedule for sure. So Mm -hmm. if it's like, I have So my one kid, uh, my youngest kid is one. And so he naps twice a day. So the fact that it's like, Hey, I wake up the morning. I, there's no way I could ever get to an office for like eight 30 in the morning. It's just not reality. (laughs) So yeah, I just like the freedom to have a schedule that works for me. So I can like work. My son goes down for a nap or my other one goes for a quiet time or, I work in the evenings because I didn't have time at all during the day, whatever. So the freedom for me is like the best. I love it. And because there's so many people who are newly working from home, do you have any Mm -hmm. tips for having any sort of productivity at home? Yes. Um, definitely at the beginning of the week, I usually do it on Sunday or Sunday or Monday, depending if I start work on Monday or Tuesday. Um, but I will write out everything that I need to get done that week. Um, And that includes for me, like what mini trainings I want to do, what Facebook lives I want to do, what type of content I want to put out. So um, I write it all down. So when it comes to the first day that I start work, I don't have to think about what it is that I'm doing. I already know what it is that I have to do. And then I can be productive to get it all done. That's such a good tip. Yeah. I try to do that as well because otherwise you just sit down and then you start opening browsers and tabs (laughs) and you're writing in this document, that document, and you don't actually know what you're working on. So just having that list is so important. Yeah. (laughs) So let's zoom the lens back a little bit. Uh, I would love to know before we dive into your career path leading up to the modern hustle, what was your very first job and what was one thing you learned from that job? Great question. Um, I was going to say my very first job was being a babysitter. (laughs) Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I was a babysitter. Like that's literally, I loved kids. I I remember this one family, I literally babysat their kids every Friday night. Um, And I think 
the biggest lesson, like I didn't ever think about this until you asked me this question, but was discipline, Mm -hmm. the discipline of like having to follow a structure that the family gave me, um, discipline to just be responsible really. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, responsibility would be something I learned as well, but yeah. Um, and I feel like that has what has subconsciously mm-hmm. helped me into the entrepreneurial path to today for sure. Cause you need discipline to yeah. work from home. Absolutely. I feel like with every past job, there is something that we oh, probably yes. pulled from it and that sticks with us today. So that's why yeah. I love to ask that question. Mm-hmm. So now let's, you know, slide that lens forward a little bit in the past decade. I'd love to know what were some of the other visionary or not so visionary careers or jobs that you had. Let's get the kind of snapshot of your resume over the last decade. Okay. Um, so are you wanting to know like every job that I had or? So you can kind of breeze through maybe just like what industry you set foot in and the fact that like you had a job as an educator for Vega and you learned that. And then it's just so that people can kind of understand where you came from before the modern Mm, hustle. So maybe even just focus on one job and say, you know, I spent the majority of my time as a nutritionist or as this. Mm. Um, And yeah, just kind of brief us on whatever you were up to the last 10 years. Yeah. So I worked in sales pretty much my whole life. Um, I've worked in the fashion industry. I've worked in the health food industry and it's always been in the sales realm. Um, it's just something that always came natural to me. I'm yeah, I'm very relationship based when it comes to sales. So it's not, whereas some people they're sales and then relationship, whereas I'm opposite, I'm relationship Mm -hmm. and then sales. And that's just naturally how, how, it came out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there I ended up also, I would always have multiple jobs. I, I've also worked in the fitness industry as well. Um, and I opened an online store with one of my best friends. And so we had a clothing store. And so I've always had like the sales and entrepreneurial thing within me, but like you said, it's very interesting. Like every job teaches you something. And so every job that I've been to mm-hmm. being in the fashion industry was great for like a period of time, but then it was just like, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Like this yep. is the worst industry that it just was not for me. Just, it did not line up with my morals, my values, nothing mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then that's when I, I feel like that's when when I left there to go into the health food industry is really when I started to understand what manifesting is because I was working with a life coach in between transition time. Cause I was super unhappy in my um, sales job in the, in the fashion industry. And she mm-hmm. said to me, well, what do you want to do? Yeah. And I said, I want to work at Vega. And she was like, okay, we'll go work at Vega. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> You're like, so, but wait, how? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I had to drive past the Vega headquarters every single day to even go to my other job that I hated. And so every day driving past and be like, I will work there. I will work there. I will work there. And it took me seriously like three months to actually, for them to be like, yep, you can, you have a job. Um, but I just, yeah, I think that really taught me a huge lesson in just like going after for what I want and trusting my gut for what I'm needing to do in life. Mm -hmm. And again, all of that just transforms into being an entrepreneur into what I'm doing today. So, Mm -hmm. so I know there are a lot of listeners who are probably thinking, well, I have a dream company that I'd like to work for, but I have zero idea how to land a job with them. Mm -hmm. So how did you actually get that job with Vega? Yeah. You drove by there every day, but like, did you have to connect with certain people? Were you firing off your resume nine times a day? What did it take besides manifesting and besides really setting the intention? I want this position with this company. Yeah. Um, I would, well, I sent in a resume and I hounding them for lack of a better term. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. I just had to like be on them. Cause I was like, I know that this is where I want to work. And this job yeah. lines up with everything within me that I believe in. And so I will get that job no matter what. And so I would just, I would email them and contact them. And, um, when I did get in touch with them, I would just be myself. Like I would allow my personality to be who I am and to try and connect with them on some some on their level to some degree, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, my resume wasn't a video resume or anything fancy or the colors of the company, like how it all is today. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I just was determined. And so I just was very positive thinking about the position, but then I went after it at the same time. So Mm -hmm. it sounds like you were very persistent. And I think that's what a lot of people lack is that, yeah, they would fire off the resume, but then they would forget that it might take that second, that third, Mm -hmm. that fourth follow-up before anybody even cares to respond to you. Um, So it sounds like hustling has been in your nature (laughs) for a long time. Now, when did you get the idea to launch the modern hustle? Mm. So, um, I'll take you back before I left Vega. Um, so I was at Vega in a position that they were getting rid of that position altogether. Mm. And I was 12 weeks pregnant and with my first son. And I had this, again, this gut feeling in me that I needed to tell my boss the moment I was 12 weeks that I was pregnant. And so I did that and it was great. And then I think it was like four weeks later, I got in a calendar invite with my boss and HR to have a call. And I was like, what is going on? What did I do? (laughs) Even though I didn't do anything. Um, And yeah, they said that unfortunately they're getting rid of this position. um, But I was so incredibly grateful and I'll never not be grateful for this, that they kept me on and for until I chose to go on mat leave. And then they kept me for my entire mat leave just when my mat leave wasn't done or when my mat leave was over, then I wouldn't have a job to go back to. Wow. So that is something that they didn't have to do. Oh, that's incredible. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. So like they took care of me the entire time instead of saying, sorry, peace out. You have no job. We're just getting rid of this position now. You're pregnant. Good luck. Like it wasn't like that. And so I felt very, very fortunate to be in that position. And so when I was on mat leave, that's when I was just like, what am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. Like I, I felt really confused and lost in life. Um, and so that's when I decided like, okay, you know what? Like what is something that you like to do? I went back to my days when I had a life coach and they're like, well, what do you like to do? So I went back into that mentality and I was like, well, I really like Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, this sounds so silly. Um, but then I was like, okay, well maybe I'll try the mommy influencer thing. Cause now I have a kid coming. Right. <laughs> and so that's what I did. I tried it and I was like, I'm going to come up with a blog. And that's how the modern hustle came about was, I started a blog and to be a mommy influencer. And I just, I coming up with the name is really, really hard. As you know, coming up with names Mm -hmm. is hard. Um, But for me, the modern hustle was like, I'm somebody who loves to work hard, who goes after what she wants. I'm very determined. Um, So that's where the hustle word comes from. Um, And then the modern part is just like, I'm very like, I'm, I'm, I'm modern. Like I'm, I'm up to date with like what's going on with where we're at in life today. I'm not old fashioned. Like, so that's how I came up with the name. Nothing like extravagant. I love it. And it's simple too. It's easy to remember, easy to pronounce, easy to spell, which I think are all really good qualities of a brand name or a business name. Mm -hmm. Now, were you sitting back on mat leave, like writing a business plan and kind of hashing (laughs) out what this mega empire might become, or did you just start getting into action and just start posting and kind of following your nudges? Like which end of the spectrum were you? Mm, No business plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just go for it. Right. I just went for it. Yeah. So I started out as doing like influencer stuff. I started getting like brand collaborations. A lot of them started out as trades and then I started getting paid brand collaborations. Um, And then I just was like, 
feeling like there was more. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go and take a digital marketing course and I'm going to go learn what it's like to do that. And then I'm going to start managing other people's accounts for Instagram. Yep. So that's what I did. I did a course. I started taking on clients. I had four clients and then I was capped yeah. because it's a lot of work to manage somebody's account. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I was just like, oh, I just like, this client really bothers me. This client doesn't get back to me. I'm hounding them all the time. I'm just like, and just like the negativity started coming up. And then I'm pretty sure I manifested all of this stuff for my highest paying client. She just like, it's like, you know what, we're uh, going to stop our contract now. And like there was other stuff to it. But anyway, so I lost my highest paying client. And then two months later, I lost my next paying client. And now I was at my very, very first client that I originally had in the first place that was paying me nothing. It was very, very minimal. And I was like, okay, there's something more that I need to be doing. Again, I wasn't in alignment with the social media management side of stuff. So then, um, I hired a business coach and that business coach I was with for 90 days and left me, um, after 90 days feeling more confused, uh, from like from where I started. It was awful. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, she, yeah, that was like a very bad coaching experience for me because she didn't, there was no closure with us. There was no follow up. There was like, it was not good. And so I had to just dive internally and just be like, what is it that I'm wanting to do? Like, I know it's with Instagram. I know it's online, but what is it? And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to start, I'm going to teach people about how to do Instagram. And so I took a course on how to create programs online. Mm -hmm. And that's when I taught, that's when I hopped into the coaching world and that's where I'm at today. And it's just like, so in alignment and I feel so like, this is where I should be. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. I love that you share that. I think it's so important to hear the journeys of people like yourself because so many people assume that they're just going to stumble upon their passion and their purpose and the income generating ideas right away, but it doesn't happen like that. Like similar to you, I started in the freelance world doing other people's social media and I had to do that for three years before I was like, how am I going to get out of this and still use these skills, but in a different way. So it's yeah. a constant evolution. Like what the modern hustle was years ago is not what it is today. And that's most people's journey. So it's just really nice to hear yeah. the real version straight yeah. from your mouth. Um, so if somebody asks you today, what is the modern hustle? What would you tell them? Mm. So what is the modern hustle? So yeah, I help female coaches and creatives step into their six figure mindset, um, and create business strategies, uh, so they can attract their dream clients. So good. And so concise. So yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes as business owners, we have trouble explaining what we do, but that was like your elevator pitch nailed down. Um, <laughs> and so through your services, is it just coaching that you offer in the one-on-one -on -one manner or what are your offerings to your clientele right now? Yeah. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with people. Um, and that's, it's either longer term or I have a shorter term package as well. I also have my Instagram course. So that's for more, that's for entrepreneurs who are newer to the platform, who don't really know how to use it. Saying that I am revamping the program a little bit. So when I'm relaunching it in May, it's going to have a little bit of a twist to it. Cool. Um, and then I also have my latest program that I've just recently launched is uh, the Purpose Driven Brand, which is my branding course. And, um, yeah, that's my self-paced course. And I have a few more things coming down the pipeline this year. I love it. So many mm -hmm. ways we can work with you. Mm -hmm. So obviously right now people are at home a lot more. Some people have been laid off work and I'm noticing even on my own platforms and in talking to people that generally as a collective, we're spending more time online, right? Yeah. Just because, you know, nobody's over our shoulder watching us like a manager at work, you know, it just seems as though people are spending a little bit more time on their phone. So in the event that somebody listening is thinking about taking their Instagram strategy to the next level, I really want to use this time with you to kind of pick your brain on some strategies and some different tactics that you've got in your head so that anyone who is curious about using Instagram 
to their benefit right now can take a lot away from this conversation. Does that sound good? Totally. So first question, and I know the answer to this, but (laughs) can we really attract paying clients using a platform like Instagram? 100% you can. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Thank you for clearing that up. Otherwise, yeah. I probably wouldn't have a business. <laughs> um, and I know most people's first objection to that would be, okay, so you're saying I can build a business and actually bring clients into my business through Instagram, but I don't have a following. Maybe I have a personal Instagram account with a couple hundred people, but who the heck is going to buy my offer? So what do you say to that person who's sitting in that belief right now that because they don't have a following, there's no point in using Instagram for selling? Mm. I would direct people to go back to um, what their brand is. Mm -hmm. So you need to really have a clear understanding of like who your ideal client is, first of all, because if you don't know who your ideal client is, then how are you going to find them on Instagram? Mm -hmm. So, um, you really need to be super clear on, yeah, who they are, what they're struggles with, how they're feeling, what they're wanting to achieve, all of those things. And then you're going to be able to walk through what your brand is as well. Like, who do you help? Mm -hmm. What type of services can you offer them? That sort of stuff. Um, And then once you have that clear picture, Mm -hmm. then you can go and implement strategies on how to find your following and then implement what you're wanting to offer these people. And then you come up with strategies on how to bring those offers to people. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the quote that if you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. So you're kind of saying, make sure you know who that small subset of people are so that before you dive into Instagram and just try to post and switch over from a personal account to a business account, know who you're talking to so that you can talk to them well, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, totally. So for the sake of continuing to learn all of the knowledge in your head, uh, why don't we pretend that I'm, say, a newly certified nutritionist, because I know a lot of wellness lovers listen to this podcast, and say I'm just launching my business for the first time and I help people go gluten-free with an online course, okay? So what are some of the first steps that I should take in order to build my presence? So I figured out I want to help gluten-free people what's next? Like, I don't even have the Instagram account ready to go yet. No strategy. What would you say? So you know who it is that you're wanting to help. And so then you need to come up with, um, I'm going to say come up with some sort of free offer Mm. so you can wheel people in. Um, uh, one thing that a lot of people, they like to hold back on is the knowledge that they have. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is you are here to serve. If you're not serving your audience and helping them, giving them tangible things that they can take away to then try and implement to their business and start seeing results, there's no way that they're going to hire you. Mm -hmm. So you really need to start building that no like trust factor. So by doing that, um, you are showing up on your Instagram on a daily basis. You're showing up on your Instagram stories specifically. Um, I like to call them mini trainings. So you're giving mini trainings like three days a week um, and you are providing value to them. So you're educating them. You're allowing them to then take that information, take it into their lives, and then they're all going to be like, oh, wow, that worked. And then they'll be like, what else does she have for me? And then they're going to come back to you for more because they're now starting to know you. They're starting to like you and they're starting to trust you because they know what you're giving them is working. So they trust you. So then when it comes time for you to um, sell an offer to them, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to sell to them because they trust you already from all the things that you've given them. In order to find these people though, I always... um, like I have this in my Instagram course, but, um, there's a tracking, like a tracking, uh, spreadsheet that I have for people. Um, so you're tracking, you're like your community that you're wanting to nurture your growth. Um, you have a leads tracker. So you need to have all these people written down. So that would be people that are consistently engaging with you. Um, they're clearly interested in what you're doing. So write them down on a community tracker, a, a, 
a growth, a growth tracker, that sort of thing. Um, so then you know that when you go to that list on a daily basis, you're engaging with them like at least three times a week mm-hmm. um, because you're trying to warm them up. So by the time you have an offer, they're already warm. You've put them into the hot category mm-hmm. and then you can sell them. So showing up on stories on a daily basis is huge. And then, um, yeah, providing educational, valuable content to them. Love it. So a couple things I want to clear up on that. So with this tracker, are you literally um, using a spreadsheet to say, this is the person's name, this is their Instagram handle, and like, have I engaged with them this week? Is it really down to each time you comment on a post and trying to build that relationship, you're tracking it? Um, you don't have to write down like specifics, like what you said or what day you did it, but let's just like, I have a list of a hundred people. And so I'll pull like the first, I'll pull 10 people. And those are the 10 people that I engage with on say Monday and then two, and it's all with highlighted beautiful colors and stuff. (laughs) Um, but yeah, just an Excel document is totally fine. And then Tuesday, this is the next group of 10 people that I'm engaging with. Um, and so this was going to take you about I'd say 40 minutes because you're going through and you're like liking their photos, you're commenting. Um, and if you don't want to do that, or maybe there's nothing for you to comment and like on because they haven't posted, there should be stuff in stories. So always, always, always go watch people's stories and reply to their stories because now you're getting into their DMS. And when you're in the DMS, that's when the relationship starts to build. Mm. So good. I mean, it's just really taking your Instagram a little bit more seriously and Mm -hmm. treating it like building a friendship, right? Like you need to constantly be in touch with someone or constantly see them at the gym before you go out on your first coffee date. And then from the coffee date, you might invite them to a party. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it it doesn't just happen like magic that people Mm -hmm. become Instagram celebrities, like they, they nurture people to become their yeah. friends and their community members. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned the word mini trainings. Mm-hmm. So could these be anything related to your business? Are you just trying to show up for your audience and just deliver some sort of educational value? Yeah. So it all depends again, what phase you're in. So if you are in the midst of selling a program, mm-hmm. as an example, then you want to lead up to this to your launch day with content that is driven towards that program. So you're um, educating that follower, or sorry, educating that audience on that is going to be ideal for that for that program. Right. So because every program that you have, it is probably going to speak to a different audience in some way. Like it's all your ideal client, but. Susie over here might be perfect for your one-on-one because that's the level she's at right now, but Jennifer isn't. She's kind of newer still, so she's going to be a better fit for this offer that you're actually promoting right now. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that you are leading up to launching, you should be doing mini trainings um, that are educating people that have something to do with whatever that launch is about. Mm -hmm. If you're not in the midst of a launch right now, and let's just say um, you have wanting to encourage people to go to your Facebook group and join your Facebook group, then just be educating people about things that people are constantly asking you. Maybe you're getting on discovery calls with people and you're constantly hearing the same question come up or people are getting into your DMs and asking you a, a question. Take all those questions, write them on an Excel sheet. So now you have a list of content ideas that you can go back to And, um, and then at the end of your, what we can call mini mini training, you always have your, your call to action, which in this case would be directing people to go to your Facebook group or whatever it is you're in the midst of doing. Mm, Awesome. Um, do you recommend that there's a call to action on every single thing that we post on Instagram or do you find that leaving some posts just as general advice or info without that call to action at the end works well? What would you say is a good balance there? Always have a call to action. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason is, is because you want, you don't just don't want to like give them like all the amazing info and then just like leave them. Right. You want them to take some sort of action. Maybe it's like you're telling them to go and watch your Instagram stories because you've left some more helpful tips up there. Maybe it's to, um, like I said, join your Facebook group or go apply for that one-on-one coaching program, whatever it is. Like there should 
always be some sort of call to action. Maybe you gave them like three awesome tips of how to stay organized. Then ask them at the very bottom, like what one of these tips are you going to try and implement into your day-to-day life? Mm-hmm. So if it, again, it all depends on what stage you're at in your business, um, what period you're in in your business uh, for what your call to action will be. And so it doesn't always have to be a buy this call to action. Sometimes it's just, hey, which point do you like best or which one resonates with you? So more of a conversational call to action. 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're always selling to some degree, whether it's like Mm -hmm. me physically doing it on stories, on video, um, or it's behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So that'd be email lists or DMs. Yeah. So I know that you are a pro at helping people master their mindset when it comes to social media. (laughs) And I find that so many people in the early stages of their business, they get so hung up on, I'm not good enough. I'll never have an Instagram following like so-and-so or what value do I have to share? And they almost feel like this imposter syndrome or just general limiting beliefs around showing up in a bigger way on Instagram. So do you have any advice for those people who are being held back right now, feeling that they're not in the right place yet to start showing up for their business or their brand? Mm, That's a good one. So a lot of people feel like that I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to be here. Like switch that mindset to be like, I do deserve to be here because every single thing that you have to give that you have to offer people, maybe it's like similar content to somebody else within your industry. But the thing you have to remember is that nobody is you. You are the only you out there. So just because like, I might teach you how to create a bio that is going to be stand out to your ideal client, but so is that other person. She's going to teach you that exact same thing. You may not jive with her. Your vibe might not be on that same level. It might be on that same level with me. So we're going to connect on a deeper level together. So therefore she would want to work with me over that person. Mm -hmm. So never think that you're not enough because you really are. Everybody has so much to serve and so much value to give. And the way that I love to look at it is it's like a domino effect. So when I hire a coach to help me in my business, we're not competitors. It's she's helping me. So then I can help another person another woman in the space. And then she, so then that woman can now help that woman. So it's like a domino effect. We're all helping each other to help the other person so we can make a bigger impact in this world. So I think you just have to look at the bigger picture and stop comparing and put your blinders on and just move forward with what your vision is. And if you find like, I, I myself get trapped in that comparison comparisonitis is that what they call it? Yep. Um, (laughs) I get caught in that all the time, but when I catch myself in it, I take a step back and I'm like, what is causing this to happen? Mm -hmm. It's probably because I'm scrolling too much on Instagram. So then I'm very conscious when I open my Instagram uh, app, am I mindlessly scrolling right now or am I doing something constructive to grow my business forward? Mm -hmm. So... I think that that has got to be like the biggest reason for people not ever starting. It's because they are comparing themselves mm-hmm. and it it's probably because they are following every other person in their industry and seeing all the amazing things that they're up to, which is totally crowding out their own uniqueness and their mm-hmm. own genius. So I would even say like unfollow everybody and just start creating content because you want to and because Mm -hmm. you feel excited to talk about it. Because if you get trapped looking at what everyone else is doing, Mm -hmm. then it's just deflating, right? And nobody needs that feeling. And we have the power to hit that unfollow button, right? So use it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For somebody who is really gung-ho to grow to their first thousand followers, because I know that's a milestone and sure Mm -hmm. it's just a number, but of course there is some vanity metrics involved. What are some of the strategies that work right now in order to build from zero to a thousand? Mm. So use that leads tracker, that community nurture list for sure. And be spending bare minimum 30 minutes a day engaging with people. 
30 minutes a day, I'd say like 60 is ideal and engaging with people that are constantly engaging with you, people that are voting on your polls and your stories, people that are constantly viewing your stories um, and then going out there and finding new people too. Mm-hmm. You can't just wait for everybody to come and find you. You have to go out there and find people as well. Um, and that is what I would say would be things to focus on is spending time engaging on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking seven days a week. You don't have to do that, but like Monday to Friday, let's say, yeah. um, and then take your weekends off and then, yeah, just have an action plan, have a game plan of like, what is it that you're trying to achieve right now? And then create some sort of strategy to get you to that point. Mm-hmm. In terms of content, do you recommend people post every day, the same time every day, the same days of the week? What would be your advice for somebody who doesn't know what or when to post content? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So posting three days a week is totally fine on your feed um, because more people are into the stories, into the video, I should say. Yep. Um, so doing, you're on, you're on Instagram stories on a daily basis. It's an Instagram story should be 50, 50, like 50% personal, 50% business, because Mm -hmm. that is again, how you're going to build that know, like, and trust. Um, people get to know you on that personal level because everybody wants to be a fly on the wall. Um, so whether they want to admit it or not, right? (laughs) Totally. See the behind the scenes of what your life is actually like. Totally. So show us what it's like. Um, and then yeah, posting your feed three days a week is totally fine. And then I say IGTV once a week. If you can't do once a week, then twice, twice a month for sure. Um, yeah, those are, those are big things for sure. Yeah. I've definitely seen such a shift in how much people are using and loving Mm -hmm. stories right now versus the feed. And I actually really enjoy that we've kind of gone away from that perfection culture of just posting, you know, perfect, beautiful photos of yourself or your business. And instead just kind of throwing the camera on and still having a storyline in your Mm -hmm. IG stories, but showing up more as the real you versus Mm -hmm. like the photoshopped you. Um, I just think that, yeah, hopefully this shift stays and we don't go back to the other way, but it's nice to see people (laughs) behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, now you've mentioned so many times throughout this podcast that you've invested in coaches and clearly you have taken your own personal growth and your business growth quite seriously. And I know that many of the listeners of this podcast, they have never worked with a coach or they've never taken an online course right now. And with this gift that we've been given of now needing to stay home a lot more and maybe having time to think about what we actually want out of our life, uh, maybe you could offer some advice like why to you is hiring coach a coach or investing in courses? Why is that important at all? Mm. You can't teach what you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like if you so are, if you have a vision and you want, let's just say you want to start hitting 10 K months, then how are you going to get there? If you don't know, then you're going to have to find out from somebody. You can spend hours and hours and hours researching, wasting time Googling or YouTube. Not to say it's a waste of time because it's, you're still learning, but it's going to take you a hell of a lot longer to get to the point that you want to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times people right now, they're specifically looking in, they're standing in a lot of fear right now. Fear of no money, as an example. That's probably the biggest thing right now for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so working on your daily mindset of money is going to be beneficial for you. Like I, for the past month, I've been writing out daily money mantras just to like get my brain to be in the positive money mindset that I want to be in. Um, and then investing in yourself is like, it's just think of it like you're going to college or university. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're educating yourself to be better at what you do doesn't mean you have to invest thousands of dollars, but maybe there's a course out there like my branding course that is $67, you know, Mm -hmm. like everybody has some way that they can invest if they really, really want to grow and expand in their business. Um, Also, if you don't, if you really want to work with somebody, don't be afraid to ask them, do you have payment plans? Is there an extended payment plan? That sort of thing. Most coaches out there 
will give you an extended payment plan of some sort because they don't want to see you walk away and suffer. They want to help you because again, if their brand and their business is on point where like that domino effect that I was talking about, mm-hmm. then they're going to, they're going to want to work with you. So true. Financially to some degree. So mm. just put a- yourself out there and ask because you never know, right? My biggest thing that I've learned actually by working at Vega was if you, if you don't ask what's, or if, if you ask and they say no, what's the worst thing that they're going to say? They're going to say no. Yeah. Big deal. You move yeah. on. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such good advice. And I love, I wrote down, you said you can't teach what you don't know. It sounds Mm -hmm. so obvious, but it's like, there are so many people who are sitting in this paralyzed state, basically thinking like, well, I would love to launch an online course, for example, but I have no idea where to begin. It's like, well, (laughs) you have to go find someone who's done it and then pay them and ask them how they did it, right? Otherwise, you're yeah. going to spend the next decade trying to Google the answers, like you said, or read all the books. And yeah, you'll probably do it. But by that point, you'll have wished you just paid someone yeah. to accelerate the download of knowledge that you got from them, right? Totally. Uh, what would you say is the best part about owning your own business right now? Like, what is it that's really lighting you up with the modern hustle? Mm. I love that for, I'm just like in this, like this all happened and nothing within me ever felt like my business was going to squash, never felt like I shouldn't be selling. Like I felt more empowered, if anything, that I, I need to be there more than ever now to help people bring their light to the surface. And so I, I I kind of feel like this beam of light in a way right now where I can, People know that I'm there to serve. And like, I had this idea, this was a couple of weeks ago to just offer this free, <coughs> sorry, this free 60 minute uh, coaching call mm-hmm. over Zoom. And I had a bunch of women sign up and it was amazing. And I had never, I never would have had that opportunity if I hadn't, well, first of all, if this pandemic didn't happen, but also yeah. if I didn't choose to not let my light shine. If I chose to stand in fear, it wouldn't have happened. And so, yeah, I just feel some sort of like lightness and empowerment in this phase right now. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's such a testament to the work you've done leading up to this, right? Mm -hmm. Because the people who are shining their lights right now, it's because of all the work you've put in over the last 10, 20 years to be able to show up and support people in this time. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's cool that you you launched that Zoom call for women. And I've been thinking a lot about like what this pandemic has kind of shown us all. And it's that this is a great time to experiment with new things, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're all shifting right now. So try something new. If it fails, there's no judgment because we're all going through the evolution together. So yeah. you may as well give it a shot in this moment. Um, before I let you go, I want to ask you one question that I didn't send you in advance, but is there any like behind the scenes secret Instagram strategy (laughs) or just like underutilized tip besides tracking your leads and contacts? Like, is there any other tactic that you're like, this works so well on Instagram right now, everybody should be doing it. Mm. Um, I would, I'm going to say like having a strategy in place. So I talk to clients. I'm like, okay, when are you, what are you wanting to launch? And they tell me, when do you want to launch it? I'm going to do this in May. And in their heads, it's like, I have so much time. It's in May. It's not till mid May. There's like a month and a half, you know, till that happens. Mm -hmm. And then the thing is though, you have to work backwards. So you launch, say May 15th. Now, what do you have to do the week before, before you launch? And now what do you have to do the week before and the week before the week before? Cause you have to like warm up your audience. You have to bring content to these people that is going to lead them to that final destination. Mm. So I find that I'm, I'm thinking that having a strategy for that end goal is underutilized. People don't think about that because you just see the end product of us on Instagram and mm-hmm. us being like, 
our launch day is here. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. You just think in your head that I just decided that today was launch day, I'm going to launch. But yep. no, there's a lot of lead up and warming up to get to that point. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to, you cannot sell to a cold audience. You have to sell to a warm and hot audience. So in order to get them to that warm and hot position, you got to do things before launch day. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say strategy, strategize. Yeah. It's funny because it's kind of like a, an unsexy answer. It's like, yeah, yeah you got to plant, you have to plant seeds every day. Like the rest of us, it there's, yeah, you could go and like pay someone across the world to give you a thousand followers, but like, that's not going to convert into clients. So mm -hmm. you're better off to just sit down with your content calendar and hash it out. Like give yeah. us content that makes sense leading up to the offer you're going to sell. So yeah. I love that because it's super real and it just shows that like that is what it takes and there's not usually a magic carpet that's going to zoom you nope. <laughs> and of being like the Instagram influencer, uh, the top in the world. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, Shannon, this has been so amazing. I know you have lots of things going on right now with your free trainings and you've got great content almost every day coming on your Instagram and you've got amazing blogs on your website. So where should we find you and plug anything that you've got coming up that we should know about? Yeah, the best place to find me would be on Instagram, um, at Shannon Heth and yeah, send me a DM. I'd love to connect with you. I love, I love the DMS obviously. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I have for coming into April, I have, uh, my 90 minute one-on-one -on -one intensives happening. So that's where we will sit down and strategize to figure out what is that you're wanting to achieve right now. And there's a lot that we can hash out in 90 minutes. We could plan out a whole entire launch strategy in, in the 90 minute call. And, um, anything else you want to go over in that call, but that's what I'm focusing on next would be my 90 minute one-on-one -on -one intensives. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we go from there. That's amazing. And I will link all of those in our show notes so that people can come find you. So thank awesome. you very much for being on the podcast and for experimenting. There will be a video version of this airing on YouTube. So for anyone listening to audio, you can go find the video version. Um, and I can't wait to see how the modern hustle continues to progress. So thank you so much thank for being you. here. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So if you could help me out by rating and reviewing this show on your iTunes app, I would be so grateful. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories. Just make sure to tag me at Kelsey Rydell. If you're feeling stuck, uninspired, stagnant, bored, or confused in what your next step should be, it's time to take action. Please reach out because I would love to connect with you. I'll catch you in the next episode.